Thanks for joining us today on the Centerpoint podcast coming from the Loft on Main in Danville, Kentucky. For more information, check us out at centerpointdanville.com. So last week we had an amazing worship service, and if you wasn't here with us, man, I'd encourage you, you know, at least, at least go check out some of the, the light bulbs out in the lobby, you know, because that was simply amazing, you know, to see people come to, yeah, give God some glory, man, don't be ashamed of that stuff. You know, to see those many lives changing. And the cool thing is we've already got other people who are experiencing the same thing. That's just God doing what he does best. He's moving people closer to him constantly. And so I just celebrate that. But today, literally, uh, is the same type of movement if you're willing to embrace the fact that God is present here today, too. You know, that's just the bottom line, man. And we're going to experience that on a whole nother level tonight with gobble, gobble, give. And I'm seriously excited about tonight and the potential that it creates for Jesus to create movement is literally awesome and second to none. And I just want to take one minute this morning and say thanks to everyone and everything it takes to make this opportunity to love our neighbors as ourselves. And I just want to go ahead and give God thanks in advance for what he's going to do through this opportunity because I believe it will change someone's life tonight. I believe it has the potential to change somebody's life tonight. Or for us today, if I could say it this way, change lives, change lives. It's just that simple. Changed lives, change lives. And we here at Centerpoint are passionate about that. We're passionate about that. And, and, and if, you're, if you, you literally were not here last week, just go out in that lobby and look up. Look how bright the room is becoming because of people like you sharing your story. It's creating a movement of changing lives. And, and, it's, it's, and it's, it's encouraging, but also exciting to be a part of. Because literally, we're creating movement all around us. And, and, and it's just, literally, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to stand in the light and enjoy the favor of what God's doing. And so I just want to give God thanks. Literally. I never would have imagined a couple years ago when he said, hey, you're going to make disciples who make disciples. I thought I was making disciples who made disciples. I thought I went to church. I thought that's what the church did. But then I realized that ain't the church's job. It's my job. It's up to me to change what I care about. And when I did that, it got messy. And it changed my family. And the next thing you know, it changed some friends. The next thing you know, it's up to you. So it's, it's been released over to you. That's what Believe With Us is all about. That's the whole idea of Believe With Us. The interesting thing about Believe With Us, if you're a follower of Christ, you are called to be a contributor, not a consumer. I don't know if you heard me, but I'm telling you, church, you're called to be a contributor and not a consumer. And it's easy to fall into bad church habits. Do you, can I get an amen? Do you all know what I'm talking about? Like it's easier just to come and sit than it is to serve. It's easy just to, to go, man, that was a great sermon. Man, rooftops, whoa, yeah, you know? And, and you, you just, that's what we do. I mean, we, we just, some people just can't sing. So it's okay. You, you, that's why we turn the music up loud. So, you know... It, but the truth is, is this, you know, you're called to serve and get involved. You're called to go, if, if this is where you think you should, you probably should be up here. 
God's called you to do so much more, immeasurably more, and we're going to get to that. It's easy to fall into some bad church habits of consuming and ask for it our way. But we can't because we serve a God that's his way or Yahweh. And it's a straight path if we choose to get on it. And so today, man, I'm incredibly passionate about the potential of what our church can do through Believe With Us. And I'm incredibly passionate about this opportunity to literally see life's change. And, and, and over the next couple months, we have that potential to impact our community, not just through gobble, gobble, give, but what's to come. Let me just reverse and go backwards real quick. I love to Let's talk about the past and see that way we bring everybody up to speed. In the past couple of months, we've been able to do some Love Loud Now events through serving uh, over a thousand some odd water bottles through the barbecue festival. And we've seen some people literally have some life change through that. We've connected uh, with, with three different Halloween opportunities, literally saw thousands of people through those opportunities and had an opportunity just to share and have fun. You know, have, if you didn't see some line dancing on Main Street, you should go back and watch some videos. You know, it was just fun to have fun with other people. And that's, I think, is what Jesus was doing, man. He just created a scene. He was like a rock star. Wherever he went, he created a scene. And people wanted to know. They want to get closer to that. And I think that's what was happening down there because people were just attracted to bubbles of all things. I mean, it's just really weird. Candy's one thing, but bubbles, you know, and then the music. And it was like, what's going on? Who, why are all these red shirts out there? Hi, let me tell you a story. And then we were able to, today to serve literally uh, gobble, gobble, give, uh, where we're going to fix around 550 meals and serve them faster than Jimmy John's can do it. All right? We're going to do that. And it's because of you. You're going to get your hands dirty. Some of those guys out here, and girls if you want to, you're going to rip turkeys apart. You're going to burn some fingertips because it's hot. That's okay. Suffer for the Lord just a little bit. We got Neil Sporn afterwards. We can put it on there. We got Sav. But we're going to have fun. We're going to enjoy the favor of God, what he can do through this. Next month, we'd literally, seriously have the Jesus gift that can literally reach thousands of people around the world. And it's all because of you. It's all because of you. We've had groups launched this fall that literally have changed people's lives in every walk of life. Everything we have done is amazing. But what does it truly mean to believe with us? Is that just a catchy phrase? Is it just to gather up in the loft and do great things or study great text? Is it just to make us feel better or to gain knowledge in our head? Is it to get our names in the paper? or news, or to get one more like on Facebook. Why? Because if it's all about that, I'm going to be quite honest with you. Here comes the mic drop. I'm out. If it's about those things, I'm out. Seriously. I, I'm out because my, my life is just a vapor, and I have figured that out in the last five years. It is ticking away. When the number of days are behind you, stack up or more than the number of days in front of you, you know that something you need to start to change. And I'm in that zone now, be honest with you. And I, I got a, a clock and it's ticking. 
And the only thing I can think of is literally loving my God and teaching my family what it means to do those things. And I fail miserably, but it's to share Christ in so many ways with every ounce that I have inside me. And so why? Why do we do that? Why do I do that? Because I was changed. I was changed. I was changed by a gift called Jesus. And it set me free. It set me free from just the idea of what church could do or what I did just to attend. It literally has changed me from the inside because of a love that he loved me first. And so I'm seriously telling you, if it's all those little things, I'm out. And I hope I hope it's about this. I hope, I hope that you understand, believe with us is so much more. I hope and pray that, 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 that someone asks you a question tonight. Why are you doing this? Why does your church do all this? Why do you believe that? And I pray you have to answer it this way. I pray the only answer that you have is because your life has been changed by Jesus Christ and you shared Jesus with them in that moment and something supernatural takes place. The gift of God comes into their life for the very first time and the only person that gets the credit is Jesus. Change lives. Change lives. What I want today is to talk to you about how we can lead someone to Christ by sharing your story. Not the church, your story. Without all the weird stuff too, you know, the awkward things and the invites and the church stuff that we grew up in this culture doing, you know, uh, we, we, we do do those things. We still do them, you know, it's like the church thing. It's like the cop out, you know. It's, it's like that conversation that goes south real quickly. Uh, if you're ever, you know, people like, oh, well, downtown, here's a great one. You know, the parking, you know, sometimes you get a ticket, you know, uh, if you park too long and you, you have to pay, pay to park and, and you have those conversations with people and that person just doesn't know how to have a conversation. But Jesus, all of a sudden they say something like, well, you know, on Sundays, it's free to park in the parking garage and you can just come on down to church with me. You know, or it's, it's free to park. You don't have to park. It's free on Sunday. You can come on down and you can just, we'll, we'll, we'll go, I'll take you to the hub and go get you, you know, those really awkward moments and they just don't know how to respond to you. The truth is, man, just share your story and watch what happens. It, it, gets, it gets interesting really quickly if you just go all in and trust God with your story. And so I hope we have to answer these questions of why are we doing this? And while I believe this, I believe our team of leaders and volunteers that we have here have tremendous gifts. And think about this. We've got people that have never spoken up here on stage, and they are going to come and deliver God's work today through an act of service. And someone is going to ask this simple question, why is your church so awesome? (laughs) They're going to ask that question. And you're going to say what? Is it just another church story? Because if it's that, we, we failed. If it's just another program, we've allowed the father of lies to trip us up and distract us because we have become the church that sucks less. I don't know if you caught that, but there's a lot of volume of traffic right now asking questions about us. Think about this for a moment. I just don't want to be the church that sucks less. I want to be a church that's known for one thing, Jesus Christ and stories of life change. 
We have to change what we care about from the inside to see others come to know Christ. The truth is, is this, in 1 Peter, 1 Peter 3, 5, it says this. It says, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. And do this with gentleness and respect. The hope that you have. So my question this morning is, what kind of hope do you have? What is inside of you that you're ticking? Why do you want to be a part of what God's doing here? Why, why are you doing what you're doing? There, are so, there is so much more at work when someone asks the simple question, why are you delivering a meal? Why are you serving? Or why are you participating? Why do you go to this church? You see, Jesus is behind all this and is creating an opportunity for us to share our life-changing story in him. The question is, will you tell your story or will you not? Or may I say it this way? It's about your ego. Will you edge God out or exalt God only? You got two choices. Will you edge him out in everything that you do or will you exalt him by telling your story and taking a risk and being bold? You see, I believe God is going to strengthen our church as we continue to expand by using not my story or my speaking ability, not our worship team and their gifts, not by Kidsville and our teams. It will expand by those who can use their gifts of hope. Your stories of being redeemed to reach people who are not churched because people are searching for something different, something real, something authentic. This Wednesday night, I had a huge conversation about one word, authenticity. People were looking in all directions for this one word. This whole group of people represented by one person were asking, authentic, authentic, is it authentic? because I've just been told to believe a certain way my entire life. I'm looking for truth. And we know what the Bible says about truth, right? It will, just making sure you're alive today. You're really quiet. It will set you free. You know why? Because it's authentic. You can't hide from it. You can't run from it. It is right there in front of you. It's like standing in the light. It's there. And when that happens, you have to exalt God only because if you edge him out, man, this... The father of lies sneaks in and steals something, something that could have taken place. Now, what I want you to do is this. Here comes the practicality of, of a sermon. Just take a deep breath. What I want you to do is, is how many of you who are Jesus followers now, if you're not a Jesus follower this morning, you, you sort of get a pass right now. But if you are a Jesus follower, know of one person who is not a follower of Christ today. Do you know one person that, that, one, per, that one person you know that they are a candidate for God's grace, for his changing love, his transformation power, his Holy Spirit, that need to be on that board out there. There's two boards that say changed lives that change lives, that you can go right on it and we can start to pray over it and we can start as a family to uplift and hope and pray that that room out there gets so bright that it goes out the walls. Who is that one person? Because if you're not praying over them, you're literally not following the Bible very well. 
If you're not allowing us to partner with you and, and pray over them, you're literally not being a part of a community that knows how to center, point, and live. Because I'm telling you, that's what this is about. It's finding those who are far from God, bringing them in, ushering them into an environment that's literally amazing, I think, that's, that's vibrant and breathing life that only comes from the life giver that we hope and pray that we see movement trickle over to plant other churches and see other movements started, period. Because that's what we're commanded to do. Do you know that one person? If you do, put your fingers like this and hold them right here. The rest of the sermon. I know that's a hard task. That's not hard. But that one finger right there, hold it. You know it. So, if you're a Jesus follower, then you know this. You're called in Matthew 5, 13 through 15 to be the light of the world. You are called to be the salt of this earth. Jesus commanded you in Matthew 28 to go into the entire world and to preach the gospel, to make disciples of all nations. And if you know this to be true, and yet you don't always do it, then why do you have your finger up? Why do we hesitate in sharing our faith? Why don't we do what it says, like the brother of Jesus says in James 1.22, go do what it says. Sometimes we deceive ourselves in thinking that we are doing good by just showing up. I'm telling you guys, this is not the part, the, the part of the, 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 the life transformation sometimes. It's, it, it happens because we're willing and bold enough to share and invite somebody into our story. Some of us have some ugly stories, amen? Some of us have some ugly past, amen? I'm telling you, if you don't share it, they're just going to look at you and be like, eh, they're just a church person. They're just, you know, it's just religion. But if you start sharing, hey, this is where I was, and this is where I am now, and it's all because of one thing, I allowed the light of the world to transform my life. I'm telling you, you just cannot get away from that, because there is something about the name of Jesus. You just can't get away from it. You say it in a crowd, and it draws attention. Why? When you mention his name, what does it say in the Bible? Come on. Come on, church people. Every knee bows. What else? Come on. Every tongue confess. Anybody else? It says even the what? They tremble. The dark. It flees. They just scatter those who are against it because they know the power that's coming. They know the power that is at work within. They know something is different. So my question is, if you know this to be true, why aren't you saying it? Why aren't you allowing it to continue to change your life? Because this is what I believe. A lot of you just literally have just gotten that, that habit of coming to church and that's okay. It's just a part of our culture and we just said, this is who I am. I'll serve and I'll do this, but I'm just, I can't, I, I can't share that story. I'm telling you, it's a father of lies. Share the story. Be bold. Take a risk. Tonight, when you go deliver that meal, have a five-minute conversation and just ask them, hey, can I pray with you? Woo, get ready. Last time I asked the guy that, we spent two hours just talking about a plant. A little small plant that multiplies and multiplies and multiplies. And now I have him everywhere in my yard. And his name was Charles. And I'm telling you right now, I'm thankful that I met Charles because it changed my life. 
but I pray that over you today. I want you to get involved in a way that allows you to just take a risk and open up the future to, to, with Jesus and, and just say his name and say, get, can, I, can I just pray for you? And so I just want to give you three things here quickly that I believe that are, that are hindering you or could be holding you back, and I want you to break free from that today. Uh, I believe that there, there's some reasons here that we often hesitate in sharing our faith. And number one, uh, because many times I believe this to be true, I, I think it's because we're afraid. We're afraid, right? Come on. I think we're just afraid. I think we're afraid. And I, and I know this was, was, was me back years ago, and especially in high school and then, and then into college. And, and just for me, I actually took a, a college class called World uh, Witnessing Training. <laughs> before we had to go to Beach Reach Mission Camp. And we had to memorize this script to share our faith. And, and like, it was, it was kind of awkward script, you know. And you're sitting there with the person. And so, like, if you died tonight, um, do you know where you would spend eternity uh, in, in heaven or hell? And you look over, and they're just sort of looking at you like, what? And you're like, well, because Jesus saves. It's a go-to answer, right? And it's just a script. It's awkward. And the funny thing was, you know, we, we did this, this Beach Ridge thing. We had these buses that came and picked up people, students, if they asked. And that's how we got to have the opportunity to ride with them. Uh, and we even named our bus with these big white things. You know how people put the stickers on them? It was called the Transformer. I mean, it was, I know it's crazy and you can laugh, but it was just awkward. We, we had to talk to complete strangers while they were all dressed up, ready to go party, and we were dressed up to lead somebody to Christ in a suit. I mean, it was just weird, you know? And we had minutes to share our story and ask them this one question, do you believe in Jesus? And before you get off this bus, do you need Jesus? And I actually had one guy say, heck yeah, I need Jesus, because I'm broke and I need beer money. And he goes, can you help with that? And my answer, you know, it was... It was one of those weird moments. He just, yeah, he did multiply. He did turn water into wine, you know. I don't think that guy understood the principle of that, but it was just those weird moments that we do in church. And before we left the building each night, I remember we prayed before we even got started. And I just remember, and I did this like for four years. First year, I was all gung-ho, and the second year, I was kind of less. And the third year, man, I started praying. Honestly, this was my prayer, and I'm just being confessional here. I prayed, you know, for the opportunity to share my faith, but I prayed for protection. I prayed, you know, if I really honest inside, I was praying this prayer. I prayed that no one got on our bus. I'm just being honest. I prayed that honestly one night our bus would break down because I didn't want to share my faith this way because it was awkward and it was weird. And I was afraid I would have to share with the next guy who could care less. I do not want to hear, especially called on the bus, called a transformer, because we always got made fun of it, because more than meets the eye. You know, we, we got made fun of. I was like, man, I'm just, I'm just afraid. So number one, we're afraid to share our faith because of some of the, the weird things that we've been taught. We grew up in a culture that literally, you know, it's just awkwardly weird, and so we're afraid to share. Number two, we don't feel qualified. A lot of us just don't feel qualified. How many would say sometimes you feel a little bit unqualified? How about that? That's a better question. What if, what if they ask me a question and I don't know the answer? You know how many questions I get asked a week and I don't know the answer? I can look them up. It's amazing what Siri can find for you. You know? Uh, what, 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 if, what if I don't know the answer? 
What if I get in a place where I can, can't fully explain the gospel? Why do we hesitate often? Because we're afraid and because we don't feel qualified. Remember this. Last week, uh, we had somebody come up here and explain this. And I, and I heard her say it. And I was like, that's awesome. And I remember I was going to talk about that next week. And so here it is. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And we can find that in the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 1 when he's talking about that in verse 27. You know, he qualifies the called. And if you're called by his name, he's going to make sure that you have everything that you need to reach those who are far from God. Number three, we don't want to be pushy. And this one's huge. We don't want to be pushy. I guarantee you, some of you know a pushy Christian. They're, they're, they're in your face. You need Jesus. You just need, Je- you just need a Jesus calling book. It'll solve everything. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You, you, you need this and you need that. And, and, you know, and you got the guys going, yeah, bro, you just need to be a part of this group because it'll solve everything. <laughs> it fixed my life. We just weird. We do weird things. We work out now, you know. Got in shape. Benching like two fifty now. I've just seen weird things go down. Kind of pushy, right? We push our beliefs onto them. But see, it's religion every time. There's never a Jesus story. It's religion. You see, this is what I think is funny, and this is going to get a squeak out of this one. You you squeeze them, and they burp religion stuff up. And some of them do the other thing. It comes out the other thing. It stinks everywhere. It just smells. It's like, you, 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 you know, I walk around, I start to smell it. You can, you, you walk in the room, you smell it. You see it. You, it's just there. And you're like, will you just shut up and just tell your Jesus story? In the name of Jesus, will you just shut up? The Bible says it's slow to speak. Slow to speak, please. Listen to the words. Do what it says. Be listening for the opportunity to share Jesus. Not so much about you. Just Jesus. And watch what happens. You see, we, you, you, you don't want to be that person. You don't really want to be too pushy. You just want to chill and share it naturally. But the reason we don't is because it's just not in our DNA in this culture that we live in called Kentucky. We grew up in a culture that literally banged on doors. We went door to door. We went Bible thumping, religion slinging, and cowboy up and for Jesus Christ. That's what I was taught how to do. I, just, I was brought up that way. And some of you have been a direct impact or reflection of that because you're like, I'm just dumb in church. If that's what it's about, I'm out. I think Jesus made it so much more. He had a different intention for it. He wanted people to gather in his name around a table, around a meal, and break bread in his name and literally talk about God things, not good things, and see life change. I think we can do that if we change what we care about. Number four. And this is probably the saddest thing, is, but for many of us, I've already mentioned it in many different ways, but I just want to throw it out there in a blanket cover. Is I think we're complacent. I think if we're sh- just truly honest this morning, we're complacent. We simply don't care that much. Our life is okay. I mean, we, we got Jesus, we're going to heaven, and we really don't care that much. May I remind you, you do not need to have a spiritual degree to share your faith. You don't have to be an expert 
You don't have to know all the answers. If you're a follower of Christ, you are an ambassador for Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.20, it says this, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. Believe with us. You see why? Because you are filled with the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Living inside you, God calls the ambassador, the qualified. You are the highest ranking diplomat sent from heaven to earth to represent Jesus Christ. So everyone who has ears to hear this morning in the loft, those who would say, yes, I am a follower of Jesus. God is calling you to share your faith in big and bold ways. And so how do you do that? How, do you go, how are you going to do that? Your life story, your story will do that. And let me give you three things and we'll call it a day. First one's this. You're looking around trying to find, the, oh, I got to get this, got to be involved with this, got to change. No, I, I think you need to stop and just reflect and look, use what you have. Use what you have. Look at what you have right now in your circle and use what you have. In the, in the Gospel of Luke, uh, we see a guy named Levi who did something amazing. And if you don't know a lot about Levi, he was a, a, a despised tax collector, also known as Matthew. We know who Matthew is, right? When Jesus changed Levi's life, he simply could not keep the love of Jesus to himself anymore. Think about this. Matthew did not know anything about how to share his faith, lead a group, preach he only knew one thing how to be a tax collector and he also knew how to party and so he could cook he could talk he had some great itunes account back in the day i'm sure they had that that's a little stretching it but he had some music right he, he, he knew how to party, and he just knew one thing he invited people over and he did something unthinkable he didn't invite one church person he didn't he invited all the heathens in the world and they had a party. I mean, they had a party, right? The funny thing is that Jesus gets in on this and everybody, all the religion people call him out. And let's look at Luke 5, 29. It says this, then Levi had a great banquet for Jesus at his house. This huge feast, this huge party, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. So there's just a huge party going on, and there's all kinds of people who are far from God that were at this party. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to this sect complained to his disciples, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And this is getting real, real quick. Jesus says this, Jesus answers to them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor but the sick. You see, I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. Luke 5. You see, I believe you have to use what you have to reach those you love. And you've been given some type of something along your journey that could reach those whom you love. You just got to change what you care about, like Levi did. He wanted to go reach his friends. He wanted to see them know God. They wanted to see the gospel come alive and all the tax collectors. And it changed the culture because of one man. He said, I'm going to use what I have to reach those I love. Number two, you need to invite somebody. You need to invest and invite somebody to church. Now, what does that look like? Just come sit with me? Mm, a little bit more than that. You see, John told a powerful story about a woman who had experienced lots of hurts in his life. And when she met Jesus, he offered her living water and a relationship that would change her forever. Now, if you were here last week, you heard a lot about this story. 
And it says this in John chapter 4, 28 and 30. Which pay close attention to it because we didn't dive into this piece. I left it out immediately, uh, intentionally. It says, then leaving her water jar in 28, leaving her water jar after having this huge conversation with Jesus, she left her water jar. She forgot it. The woman went back to the town and said to people, come and see a man who told me everything I had ever did. Now, if a person walked up to you, a complete stranger, and told you everything that you've ever did, you would probably be like, who are you? How did you find him? Did you look on Facebook? You know, did you look on social media? How you, how, who have you been talking to? Jesus said, man, I, I am. I am the I am. I know everything about you. Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? Verse 30, and they came out of the town and made their way towards him. You see, the invitation was set. Come and see. Come and see. Be a part. Invite somebody. She didn't memorize a script. She didn't preach a sermon. She didn't lead anyone in prayer. She simply invited everyone to come and see and meet a Savior who changed her life. How do you find someone or who do you know to invite? Listen, if people start seeing you in, a, in your natural environments and you're out there living life the way you typically do and you have genuine life change in Christ, it will change others' lives because they will see something different in you for something greater. And his name is Jesus. Why? Because like we said before and early and often around here, Jesus makes life better and life is better with Jesus. It's just that simple, and it's up to you to share it. And if you will just open your eyes to someone in your class who is hurting, looking for comfort, or maybe for someone in the gym, discouraged and needing hope, possibly see someone who, who you work with is searching in the need of direction, all you have to remember is this one invitation could be all it takes to change a life. Are you bold enough to take that risk? If you start posting on social media or, or sharing to to others about the opportunities of love loud now or to love our neighbor or how Jesus is changing you daily, people will begin to ask you questions. They just will. They just naturally will. When they see uh, that, that you will start to, to just to be involved in, in this culture of loving God and loving others, it, it literally will cause these questions. Why? What? Where? And when? And I pray I pray your answer will be because I met Jesus and he totally loved me where I was and he's taken me on this journey with him. He asked me to simply do one thing, follow him. And I did and it changed my life. And now I'm, a, I'm living the rest of my life to, to help him on his, his goal, which is to change the world for others. To change what they care about. Everything I do now reflects him, and I pray that's your answer. And so I just wanted to quickly point out one thing. When life change happens, when you start to get on fire for God, these are some things that happen within Centerpoint, and centering and pointing and living are huge points of what we do. But when they ask a question, so why do you volunteer at the church? Why do you volunteer? Why do you go clean toilet bowls? Why do you serve? Why do you do this? I hope your answer is because I can't wait to share my story of change to whom others that come my way. Because I, I get to love on people with Jesus' love this week, not my own, because he changed my life. And then, and then they say, well, why do you give? You know, churches are always about money. I've never seen a pastor who don't ask about money. 
or take up an offering. You know, I hope you answer it this way because the church gets the credit for changing lives through his resources that's already his. He just asked me to manage it well. When I get to give, it's, it's a, it's, I'm giving to something bigger than myself and I support the local church because God uses that money to bring glory back to him and I share it in a way that changing our culture for him. And when I give, God gets the credit and creates change around me. It's not just because you're called to give. It's so much more. Why do you, you know, what, what about this one? Why do you go to groups and all these gatherings and all these meetings that absorb all your time? Because doing life with other believers who are like-minded makes my life so much better. It helps me when I am down. They hold me accountable. They love on me in times of need. It allows me to grow closer with God through his best creation, people whom I get to do life with every single week. And this last one is yours. I've mentioned it five different ways this morning. And it's to share your story. It's to simply share your story. One time when Jesus healed a blind man, tons of skeptics criticized Jesus, calling him a con and a sinner. And then he, he, held, he healed, the, the, then the healed man belted back in the gospel of John. There's an incredible story of life change that, that was questioned by those around him and Jesus. In, in John 9, 25, it says this. He replied, whether Jesus is a sinner or not, I don't know. The one thing I do know, life change story, here it comes. I was once blind, now I see. They ask him, what did Jesus do? How how did he open your eyes? And he answered, I told you already and you didn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become a disciple too? You know, it's kind of like he's, he's telling the truth and it's changing their life, but they don't have ears to hear. They want to go deeper into this. And see, there there are people everywhere who need to hear about Jesus. The question is, who do you need to share your story with? And I would say people who will listen. People who will listen. But you have to listen to the clues. You you, you need to seriously listen to the clues. This is almost like a Dr. Seuss book, but the clues will lead you to the who's. It's just that simple. The clues will lead you to the who's. And if someone says this today, I would say three knots. If this one person that you start talking to gives you three knots or one of these three, you know you need to stop and share. You need to call somebody else for backup because you can't take those plates anywhere else. You need to camp out with this person until it's time to go home. But if they say they're not in church, you need to share your story. If they say this, it's not going well right now, you need to share your story. If they say, I was not prepared for that, you need to stay there and share your story. If they're not in church, things are not going well, they was not prepared for that, you need to stay there and trust God with your story of life transformation and let God do the rest. See, I believe Jesus is getting this church ready for big things. But if we're not willing to share the life transformation story of what he has done for us, then we might not get very far. 
We have to be willing to share Jesus at all costs. And the one who set everything in motion for us to even begin to have this conversation in the first place is because he wants to do something great within us and immeasurably more through us. In Ephesians, to wrap this up, in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, the Apostle Paul is writing this. He's telling, he's telling these, these folks that, hey, listen, I'm telling you, there's something at work inside you. And he can do so much more, immeasurably more than you can ever dream if you just decide to trust him with it. And it says it this way in Ephesians 3.20. It says, now to him who is able, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. That's why I asked you at the very beginning, is Christ in you? Are you a follower of Jesus? Because if you're not, then you're off the hook. But if you are, there's got to be something at work within you. Maybe you need to get right. Maybe you need to trust him and let something naturally, supernatural happen this morning. So you can go out and start to do immeasurably more. So say this word with me. Immeasurably more. Say it. Immeasurably more. Say it. Come on, say it like you mean it. Immeasurably more. Immeasurably more. I want that for you. I want immeasurably more for you for the rest of the week because we're going to give, be given the opportunity through this season, through this season of giving thanks to do immeasurably more for him if you decide to be bold enough to open your mouth. You don't think you can share about him. You don't think you can flip the city. You don't think well, that we can change the world, feed hundreds. We, you don't think we can buy a building. You don't think we can create environments unchurched people like to see or be a part of. We don't think we, we can plant more churches. We don't think we can do this. I'm telling you, immeasurably more. You put God at the center. You put Jesus Christ at the center of all this. I'm telling you, get ready. Immeasurably more. It starts with one thing, your obedience. Your obedience. And if you delay, it's just like disobedience. If you delay and push it away, it's just equivalent to being disobedient to the Father who put everything in motion. And so this morning, I'm just asking you, do you know somebody? Do you know somebody who needs a life-changing story of grace, of hope, mercy, more importantly, love? And if you do, how come you're not telling them about the answer? You're going to have to take a bold step today. And I pray you do. Maybe you need to send out a text during this song. Maybe you need to just literally ask God for forgiveness for not taking those big, bold steps. Maybe you need to get right with God before you can take that big, bold step to do immeasurably more. But I believe immeasurably more is something huge for us today. Immeasurably more. Immeasurably more. But the only way you can get that is by trusting in him. And him alone will give you the ability, something at work within, to change a life that can change lives. It starts by trusting him. So Jesus, today, man, there's a lot of stuff happening. There's a lot of stuff that we just ran through. And I'm just praying for one thing, that you do what you do. You've taken these words and, and, and somebody has heard one thing and I just pray it makes sense to their hearts. They know of one person who needs Christ and they start sharing it to them. Or maybe they need to get right with Christ so they can experience what it means to, to trust and obey. 
God, I just pray that you just do immeasurably more through us today, right now as we sing a song, but more importantly, as we go out and love thy neighbor, the greatest commandment of, ever, of all times, which you called us to go do, to love thy neighbor and to go change the world in your name. God, give us the strength and the boldness to go do it just by simply sharing our story in you of life change. God, this is the only way this works. It's the only way multiplication works. It's by going and being obedient and to follow and trust you. So Jesus, we trust you today. We trust you today and we ask for immeasurably more. So we can sit there at the end of the day and the only person who gets the credit for everything that we have been a participant in and we see before us and we see things that are coming is you. And we share that story to change lives that change lives. In your name, amen.